often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, also the owner and publisher of Regenerate Magazine that you can check out at regeneratemagazine.com. We're so happy you're joining us today and want to provide great information and inspiration on this show and in the magazine that will help you make daily choices that regenerate all aspects of your life, your body, your mind, your spirit, your career, your lifestyle, everything. And as many of you know, we added a new feature this year. The first show of each month has been dedicated to the Abundance Cubed group coaching program for wellness entrepreneurs with Coach Noam Kastuki. And our guest today, Parul Agrawal, is a participant in this program. Parul is a medicinal juicing instructor, the international best-selling author of Juicing for Healthier Families, HuffPost blogger, wellness coach, engineer, and very importantly, a mom. In fact, she considers herself to be a mompreneur and blogs extensively on her journey as a mompreneur, which we're going to talk about today. And you can learn more all about her at paruleagrawal.com. That's P-A-R-U-L-A-G-R-A-W-A-L.com. Welcome to the show, Parul. It's great to have you back again. Thank you so much for the lovely introduction, Sandra, and I'm really excited to be here again. Well, thank you. I'm excited, too. And let's dive right in and talk about your journey as a mompreneur, which you blog quite extensively about. Tell us, how did your career evolve to the point of being an engineer to being an entrepreneur today? Um, So while growing up, Sandra, obviously, I did what was the norm. I hailed from India, and um, while I was growing up in India, pretty much everybody um, ends up being an engineer or a doctor. At least that was the case. While I was growing up, things are changing now. And coming from an engineering family and also having, you know, um, really interest in all the technical uh, sides of things, I ended up being an engineer. Um, uh, but because I also come from a business background, my dad has always been um, an entrepreneur, always has um, his own industries. I think my entrepreneurial streak comes from my background or from my family background. So I was an engineer and I was working um, a regular corporate job, but I was not essentially enjoying it, I would say. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously it was a very well-paying job. And then in around 2009, maybe seven years back, uh, while I was working, um, and I was also finishing my master's degree at the same time, I gained a whole lot of weight. I was almost 30 pounds overweight uh, because all I used to do was go for a coffee and donut to overcome that mid-afternoon or mid-morning slump. I didn't know any better, really. And obviously, coffee and donuts taste really good. So um, one morning I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is not the kind of life I really want to live, you know, just working and then eating, putting junk into my body. Um, 
And I had difficulty walking, doing essentially pretty much my basic chores, and I was too young for all that. So I wanted to learn more about um, nutrition and health and uh, how what we put into our body affects us. And I started learning more about it. And when I started learning about it, I realized how passionate I was about it. You know, I would never get bored reading uh, things related to nutrition or things related to um, pretty much how we should be living our lifestyle. So I decided, you know, um, that this is what I really want to do, you know, progress myself um, as a nutritionist or as a health coach, essentially to help myself regain my health back. And once I started, I figured out, you know, um, it was best if I could set my own rules. I was also pregnant at that time, and I realized, you know, um, the kind of life I'm living, I don't need that kind of life as far as my health is concerned for my son. So I started not only learning more about nutrition, but also what I could do so I could stay home with my son. I mean, at that time I was pregnant, so I didn't really know if it was a son or a daughter, but, you know, just stay home with my child and be, uh, you know, be present as a mom while also, you know, giving back to my family and giving back to my community. And that is how I started learning about, you know, the business sides of things, how I could actually generate some revenue while I was working from home. Yes. Okay. I can definitely identify with your passion for health and wellness because I was an engineer in a previous life too and could read and think about health and wellness all day long. Uh, put a material science journal in front of me, and I would want to fall asleep. So <laughs> it just wasn't the same level of passion there, though Though I enjoyed being an engineer for many years. Uh, I felt drawn in a different direction, and it sounds like that happened for you too. Some things happened with, in your life, uh, with your body, and with your family situation, having a child, and you just felt pulled in a different direction. And you were brave enough to take that step, which is great. So now looking back in retrospect, now that you've been doing this for a few years, what would you say the biggest challenges were for you? Were they internal things, getting over the fear, taking the step, or was it just learning things about business? What was what were the biggest challenges? And also, what are the biggest benefits that you feel doing it this way? Uh, the biggest challenges and the benefits. Let's talk about the benefits first. Okay. So as I mentioned first, you know, the benefit is I could, I have my own hours. I'm yes. not working for anybody. I'm working for myself. So I decide my own rules. I could still be, you know, present with my family activities. I could still volunteer at my son's school, still go with him at uh, field trips for his field trip and come back and uh you know, put my 100% in what I was doing and be productive. I uh, There is never a day that um, mm, I don't feel like working. I never have Monday morning blues. I always look forward to the next day because every day mm. is so exciting and every day I'm learning something new. 
um, I keep hearing people saying all the time that we don't really want to go to work. Today is a bad day. They had a fight with their boss. The management doesn't agree. All these things never happen with me. I always look forward to the next day and the next project and the next uh, person I'm meeting. Uh, life is really exciting. Some of the challenges that I have faced, um, you know, because it's my own journey, Um, You know, people don't sometimes take me seriously. They still think, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom doing things as a hobby, maybe. Mm. (laughs) You know, whereas Mm -hmm. this is my uh, primary business and it's not really my hobby. It's really my passion. I mean, I converted my hobby into my passion and to my business, which is awesome. But sometimes, you know, conveying this to people, I'm not sure if it's just because, you know, uh, you're a mom and then all of a sudden you start working for yourself and people think, oh, she didn't have anything better to do. That's why she started working. So, you know, changing the attitude or the mindset of people and, you know, taking me more seriously, that was quite challenging in the past. Mm. And people would not really pay me for my services. They were always bargaining. And, um, you know, I would always question why because I was giving my 100%. Things have changed ever since I released my book because I think now people really think, okay, you know, now she's an international best-selling author, so looks like she's serious and looks like she knows what she's doing. But, um, you know, it took me almost five or six years uh, for people to take me seriously and also gotcha. a lot of learning and um, Learning not just my nutrition stuff because I'm I'm really, you know, um, enjoy doing it. I love learning about it. But the business aspects of it because business and especially because I do most of my stuff online, I'm more like an online marketer and online business is ever changing. It's changing every day. Yes. You know, yesterday, Blap was the biggest thing. Today, Blap is no more. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, keeping myself updated, staying on top of things, that has been a challenge. And um, it's it's a challenge, but also at the same time, uh, very exciting because I learn something new every day. Yes, yes, yes. And you mentioned one of the advantages is setting your own schedule. And I know you mentioned once that when you were working on your book, you did it primarily at night. After you, after the house was quiet and so forth, you'd be able to dig in. So it's it's really great that you get to spend the time that you want to with your family and then you can work when you need to as well. So that sounds like a win-win. So as you're going through this process, did you have any role models or anyone that you could follow or have you been creating this all on your own? So I have had actually lots of role models, Actually, you know. Uh, of course, I have been creating it uh, on my own. I was creating it on my own in the past, but, you know, as I uh, started my journey, a lot of people... Uh, you know, became a part of that journey. You know, I met uh, some amazing people who saw the vision I had and they came across to share their ideas, share their knowledge, share their expertise with it. And uh, I have different role models because um, I do a lot of different things in wellness and in business. So I have role models pretty much uh, you know, in both or in all my fields, and some of my role models are actually just moms like me who, you know, um, 
struggled and set up their own businesses while having a family. Mm. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so role models, it sounds like, are have been an important part if you have several. Um, one thing that we mentioned in the intro is that you're taking part in the Abundance Cubed group coaching program with Gnome, and you actually talked about that coaching experience in a show on October, I'm sorry, August 9th. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, you can pull up the podcast and listen to that. So, so you've had role models. You also worked with Gnome and continue to do so through the end of the year. So what would you say you learned from these role models and from your coaching work with Gnome that you may not have otherwise? A lot of things, actually. Um, specifically speaking of the Abundance Cube coaching program, it, that program has actually changed my overview and changed my thinking of the entire business world. And, um, you know, coming from an engineering background, I would uh, always put too much of um, analysis and details in doing pretty much anything or taking that first step. And if it was not, you know, laid out properly till the end, till the T, I wouldn't, like, start that project, Mm. even though it was, like, much closer to my heart or even though I really believed in that project. But now after, you know, starting this coaching program, I have a different viewpoint of life and a different viewpoint of what Noam calls magic. So I could actually create magic without putting my logic in picture. Um, And just the way the program has been laid out, it's really well structured because the first things, the first few things that we started talking about were the website and the social media and the pricing point, which I always knew, you know, obviously, I mean, you know, people know we need a website, we know we need a social media presence, and we know obviously we need, but how to put a website and, you know, what should be the key elements of a website, how to do social media and what kind of strategy we could use behind the pricing point. Those were really a big aha moments for me, even though I have been in business for over five to six years. And talking about my other role models also, I, you know, always get inspired from what they are doing and, you know, always try to learn from them and maybe implement some of the things that they are talking about um, in my business. Ah, okay. All right. So you wrote actually a really good blog about asking for help. And uh, it sounds like being able to do that, looking at role models, working with coaches, these are all things that have really contributed positively to your growth as an entrepreneur. And I'd like to talk about that and your book, Juicing for Healthier Families, on the other side of this break. So thank you very much, Parul, for all this information up to this point. But before we go, I'd like to give a shout out, actually, to Noam Kastuki, the coach that Parul has been working with. He offers a variety of programs online. He offers one-on-one private coaching. And the best way to figure out 
what may the, be the best program for you is to have a conversation with Noam and talk about it. He would love to talk to anyone who's interested in exploring what he has to offer. And you can find him at www.noam.wtf, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Go to that website and you can reach out to him. So thank you. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today. I am Sandra Malhotra, your host of Gen R Holistic Radio, and I'm here today with mompreneur Perul Agarwal. And we've had a great discussion about her evolution from an engineer to an entrepreneur, and we're going to continue that discussion on the other side. Thanks so much. See you soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of Masterpieces, Noam Kostuki, are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host, and I am here today with Perul Agrawal, a medicinal juicing instructor, international best-selling author of Juicing for Healthier Families, HuffPost blogger, wellness coach, engineer, and mompreneur. And she gave us a lot of insights into her journey as a mompreneur, which she actually blogs pretty extensively about. And what we're going to get into now is some more things about being an entrepreneur. And then we're going to talk about her book, Juicing for Healthier Families. So, Parul, you wrote a blog a couple of weeks ago about 
what's great about asking for help? So can you elaborate on that? How has asking for help helped your journey as a mompreneur? Yeah, sure, Sandra. And actually, um, I have to thank uh, Noam Kostuki and Abundance Cube Coaching Program for this because after coming into this program, um, I changed my perspective and I actually started asking for help openly, you know. And um, by asking for help, I mean, you know, specifically, um, you know, there were so many paths that have to go together if you are doing a business, you know. And um, as I mentioned earlier, you need a website, you need social media, you need marketing, you need PR, um, you need to write blogs, you need to create content, you need to create courses. And no matter how good of a business person you are, you cannot be an expert in all the areas. You can still touch each and every area, but I wouldn't think that you would be an expert in all the areas. So, you know, using other people's geniuses, you know, getting their expertise and working together um, could really help you out um, and help you progress in your business. And initially, I thought if I need to, you know, um, have something done, then I have to pay for a certain service, you know, getting um, my social media out or getting my post out. I need to hire a social media management person or, um, you know, doing a PR, I need to hire a PR person for press release. I need to have a copywriter and all these things, you know, add up. And then eventually at the end of the day, you would realize that you have invested way more in setting up a business than the ROI, the return of investment. And what Noam, you know, taught me that it actually doesn't have to be in terms of money all the time because you could share your expertise in exchange of the other person's expertise. And, you know, um, because obviously the other person has something to offer, but at the same time, you have much more to offer also. So yes. some of the examples that I could give you is like, you know, yes. I um, while I was writing my book, I studied how to make books a bestseller. You know, um, I studied the Amazon um algorithm and now I think I'm pretty confident at working out the algorithm and helping authors become best-selling authors. So yes. there are a few people, few authors who um, are, have books out there, but they're not really best-selling books yet. So I would help them, you know, get their book out there, promote the book, you know, make it a bestseller. And in return, they would help me, you know, um, with maybe social media marketing because they're experts at social media marketing or they could even help me, um, you know, um, offer a holistic, um, you know, yoga class or a holistic mind-body class because they are holistic entrepreneurs. Uh, You know, I mean, we need to come up with creative ideas. Sometimes um, uh, they could even, you know, give me a glass of smoothie or a juice in exchange of my you know, few hours or half an hour to them. So, and, you know, I'm creating my community there. And um, 
if I'm giving something, you know, I'm also getting something in return. Yes, yes. Right. And so instead of being fearful of asking for help or, you know, even like, you know, being too proud about it because, you know, if you're working for yourself, you would assume that, oh, my God, you need to have your um, act together and you need to be a master of everything. So people will think that you do not have it all together if you ask for help, but that's not necessarily the case. And we understand that, um, you know, together we are evolving together for a higher, you know, reason, for a higher consciousness. So yes go out there and ask for help yeah there you go very well put yeah i find it in the wellness community we all have our own businesses and we all have a certain currency that goes along with those businesses and we can exchange that currency to help each other and i find i do a similar thing with the radio show and the magazine um there's advertising space in both of those and that's a valuable currency that i have that i can trade for people who have knowledge and currency in other areas so it's it's not at all a sign of weakness and in fact um what I'm learning uh, from a coach I'm working with, uh, it's, it's been wonderful participating in the program with Noam, and I also have conversations with uh, his coach, John P. Morgan, who's been on the show, is if you approach from a place of service where you're the first one to extend an olive branch and you offer to serve others with your currency, you will get that in return. So that's a really excellent point. It really is. So now let's talk about your book, which which we have mentioned several times up to this point, Juicing for Healthier Families, which is available on Amazon.com. So can you tell us about this book? What's in it? What can be learned? And why you're passionate about juicing? Sure. Uh, The book, as the name suggests, it's about green juicing and smoothies and essentially for families. So um, the book is a really simple book in a question and answer format that pretty much, you know, even a fourth grader who knows how to read and write could read because that was my whole intention to bring juicing and to bring the, you know, the science, the art and the nutrition of juicing to families. And the book also has 52 recipes and I call it like, you know, um, one recipe you could try pretty much every week for the entire week because there are 52 recipes and there are 52 weeks in a year. Oh, nice. So, um, and some of my, because coming from India, I also have some knowledge about Ayurveda. So some of the unique combinations of um, fruits and vegetables that are really popular um, in the Eastern countries. They have some medicinal properties, but not so popular in the West. So that, I would say, would be one of the USPs of my book, those, you know, uh, unique produce, just juice it and, you know, live a healthier lifestyle. Uh, What, why I'm so passionate about it is basically, you know, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show that um, um, after, uh, you know, I started studying about nutrition, I wanted to look out for ways that... um, would help me nourish my body and um, really feed my body at the cellular level. And uh, juices really help us do that. But another benefit that I 
found with juicing and smoothies was that um, I was able to lose all my baby weight after, you know, I gave birth to my son without, you know, dieting, without mm. going to the gym. And because I was also breastfeeding, nursing my son at the same time, um, having all these good nutrition in my body meant that I was also transferring all this good nutrition into his body through the breast milk. And now that he's five years old, I've realized that he's not a picky eater as other kids would be. He still loves his you know, and... uh, he makes the right kind of choices no matter where he is. Even if he goes to a birthday party or uh, just, for example, we went out to a restaurant the other day. He ordered his um, mac and cheese, but on the side he ordered broccoli instead of the grapes or the apples, which commonly go with the kid's meal. Because he's <laughs> like, you know, I need some greens along with it. And it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. And I believe you know it's not. It's not that you know I'm I'm a type A kind of a parent, and I keep telling him all this. No, it's only because you know he, he has been getting all this good nutrition ever since he was a kid, and his body craves for it. In fact, Ooh. you know uh, there has been scientific research. There is a study called as carrot juice study, which actually talks about shaping young taste. I mean, you could actually shape young taste or the shape, the taste of the child when they are in the womb. Yes. So, uh, you know, I I find, found it really fascinating. I just thought I would try. And now, you know, as my son is growing, I'm actually seeing the benefits of it. Oh, that is really awesome that he makes these good choices. And yes, we've done shows on uh, prenatal nutrition on Gen R Radio, where it's just the point that you talked about. Uh, If you beef up your body with nutrient-dense food, we know from epigenetics that you are passing on the best version of yourself to your child. And then if you continue that, especially when you're breastfeeding, you're only nourishing your child that much better and getting their bodies used to real nutrition. So that's super important. Um, You mentioned also that fresh juices provide high levels of antioxidants. And that's a word that's thrown around a lot. I think probably everybody's heard of the word antioxidant. Can you take a moment to explain what they are really and why they're important to have? Sure, yes. And antioxidants is the most used word these days, I believe. But before understanding antioxidant, we need to actually understand what a free radical is. A free radical essentially is a molecule that has become unstable after losing one of its electrons. So this goes back to, you know, chemistry. And um, we know nature wants to balance itself, and so does the free radical. So free radical, which has lost one of its electrons, wants to balance itself. So it steals an electron from other molecules. And the other molecules in this case would be a healthy cell. And if the cycle continues, if the free radical keeps stealing electrons from the healthy cell, the healthy cell would eventually die through, and this process is called as an oxidation process. And if this healthy cell dies, you know, there is essentially no healthy cell in our body to prevent us from aging and degenerative diseases such as cancer, arthritis, or even heart diseases. 
So basically, um, free radicals are damaging our body at the cellular level. And antioxidants come into picture because antioxidants protect our body from this oxidative process, from this oxidation, by providing the extra electrons to the free radical. So if we are eating or drinking antioxidant-rich food, such as, you know, green tea is the most popular, or blueberries, or green leafy vegetables, or citrus fruits, then we are actually feeding our body with antioxidants. And because these antioxidants have extra electrons, the free radical is not stealing an electron from the healthy cell. So we still have healthy cells in our body which are protecting us from the diseases and we are feeding our body with antioxidants that are actually killing or at least neutralizing the effect of free radicals in our body. Mm, Okay. So as far as what to choose to juice, are there any good fruits and vegetables to use or better ones or is pretty much anything available? I would actually go with the rainbow of fruits and vegetables mm. because no matter how hard we try, we always fail to get the rainbow, you know, the seven colors of the eat your five or eat your seven colors in a day. So yeah. obviously the more uh, green leafy vegetables we could go with, that's even better for us. Some of the most nutrient-dense fruits and vegetables are bell peppers, even though we never think of juicing bell peppers. Oh, right. Really, they're the most nutrient-dense. So bell peppers, sweet potatoes, you can also juice them like raw. You don't really need to cook sweet potatoes to juice them. And your pears, your apples, your green leafy vegetables, uh, pretty nutrient-dense fruits and uh, vegetables. And when it comes to fruit, pineapples are uh, really great because not only they taste great, but they're also very juicy. Um, and uh, citrus fruits like oranges, lemons, limes. I really like juicing them. And pretty much all fruits and vegetables that you could juice, I would go with them. Bok choy is also excellent, um, you know, because bok choy has some medicinal properties, and specifically for people who are um, suffering from insomnia. If they drink like a bok choy juice two hours before they go to bed, they wouldn't need like insomnia tablets uh, because bok choy produces like uh, melatonin, which is basically a sleep hormone. Uh, However, we are not used to drinking bok choy, what we just know of bok choy from the Chinese stir-fry food. So, you know, try different fruits and vegetables because... um, the fruits and vegetables you're not used to eating on a regular basis are great sources uh, for juicing because, you know, you could start with a less amount and, you know, slightly, slowly increase the amount till your taste buds get used to the fruit or vegetable. Okay. Wow. That sounds great. And like you said, you have lots of recipes in your book, Juicing for Healthier Families, to give people good ideas as to what to use for different things. And you also have in there beginner, intermediate, advanced juices, all different kinds, uh, different therapeutic value as well. So strongly recommend uh, that every anyone who's interested in getting started with juicing, go ahead and check out this book. And I'm sure folks also have a question about 
the different types of juicing methods and what's better because there are lots of different products in the market. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that on the other side of this break. But right now, we're going to get ready to go. So thank you very much, Perul, for all this information. And we will be back with more great stuff. Stay tuned. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here today with Perul Agrawal, a medicinal juicing instructor, international best-selling author of Juicing for Healthier Families, HuffPost blogger, wellness coach, engineer, and mompreneur. And she's given us great information about her journey as a mompreneur up to this point and also about her passion, which is juicing, and in particular, a lot of the great stuff in her book, Juicing for Healthier Families. So, Perul, now one question that many people may have is, what are the pros and cons or the different juicing methods? Because there's a lot of them out there on the market in different price ranges. And what do you use in particular? What do you prefer for yourself? Sure. Yeah, I think, you know, um, 
Essentially, there are three different kinds of uh, juice extractors, or at least I should say not three, but four. So one is uh, your citrus press, which is mainly for citrus juices, uh, like oranges, lemon, and lime. Uh, the other one is a blender, uh, you know, the popular ones in the market are a Vitamix or a Blendtec. Yeah. And um, even though blenders are essentially used for making more smoothies rather than juices, because in a smoothie you're putting the entire fruit and the pulp together and it's thicker, you can also add some other fiber-rich um, ingredients and protein powders Whereas in a juicer, you're just extracting the water, which is full of nutrients. Um, so even though it's different, but a lot of people use a blender to make their juices by adding a little more water. Mm. So finally, talking about the two main kind of juicers, the more popular ones is the centrifugal juicer, which is, you know, the Jack Lane or the Breville. And these juicers, run your fruits and vegetables at really high speed, so around 1,200 RPM. And uh, because they're running at a high speed, they're producing a little bit of heat during the extraction process. So essentially, your juice is not raw because there is some heat involved in the process. And it's also believed that uh, because, you know, the fruits and vegetables go through a lot during that juice extraction process, the juice is nutrient-dense uh, if you're consuming it within the 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes is maximum nutrient-dense. So essentially, you won't be able to store your juices for a longer time if you're juice using a centrifugal juicer or the fast juicer. Mm. The other ones uh, which are gaining popularity now as juicing is becoming more popular is the slow juicer, and a slow juicer is also called as masticating. Masticating is the same as chewing. You know, masticating is so basically your fruits and vegetables run at a really slow speed. It uh, follows the chewing process. So just as Mm. you're chewing your fruits and vegetables, it's the same kind of mechanism. And compared to a fast juicer, a slow juicer only runs at 70 RPM instead of the 1,200 RPM. And these days they're coming out with juices which run even at a slower speed. Uh, the advantages of using a slow or a masticating juicer are the juice is more nutrient-dense. There is very little to no heat produced in the process, so your juice is essentially raw. And also, most of the juices you could actually store for up to 36 hours in the refrigerator, so which makes your life easier in the sense that you do not really have to juice every day. You could juice probably on a weekend or every other day and store your juice for the next two or three days. Um, So you have more shelf life in case of a slow juicer. I personally uh, like a slow juicer because uh, obviously, you know, I'm able to store the juices and also because I figured out slow juicers are really good at extracting juice from your greens. Mm. If you use a centrifugal juicer to juice spinach and kale or, uh, you know, your lettuce, then uh, most of the time your um, greens are stuck on the blades of the juicer, but that's not really the case with a slow juicer. Oh, okay. So you're able to extract more juice 
using a slow juicer uh, more effectively? It's more effective with, with things like greens then? Uh, absolutely. It's way more mm. effective with juice, for juicing greens and um, uh, very little pulp is left. You know, only the essential pulp comes out, which is so dry because yeah. a lot of people concern, are concerned that I'm wasting most of the pulp, you know, while I'm juicing. Yeah. But if you're using a slow juicer, very little pulp is left on the other side, um, you know, of the juice. And this pulp is so dry that you can actually not reduce it. You might have to use it as a compost or something. Ah, okay. All right. Great recommendation. Yeah. Many years ago, I bought a juicer and I bought the centrifugal kind. And now I have learned that if I want to go ahead and upgrade to go with a slow juicer, that sounds like the way to go. Um, So let's change gears now. And let's talk about one huge accomplishment that you had this year, which was your recent appearance on a morning TV show, Sonoran Living. So can you tell us how you made that happen? Because you've blogged about this and you went into detail as to the steps that you took to do that. And it didn't involve hiring a PR person. So talk to us about how you made that happen. So no, it didn't really involve hiring a PR person. I um, started researching because, you know, um, about the shows that were more... um, you know, conducive to um, or catering to people uh, in the healthy community. And I knew, like, Sonoran Living was a show that um, comes every day in Arizona from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., and it's mostly talking about health and wellness issues, you know, health and wellness topics. And um, I then pitched my story to the producer, because essentially producers are really busy all the time. They're getting story ideas or at least pitches from people all across the board. So you really do not need to, what I learned from my research and from, you know, following my mentors, following my role models, is that you really do not need to pitch yourself or, you know, promote yourself. You need to pitch the story idea because producers are always looking for great story ideas. But again, you know, the biggest question was how to find the right producer and how to find the contact information of the producer. So obviously, you know, um, Google is such a great tool in this um, time, in today's time, and um, it's my best friend to find out anything. So (laughs) I just, uh, you know, um, researched because on their website, they have the email addresses of the news anchors, but they do not have the email addresses of the show producers. So what I did was I just Google like show producer for Sonoran Living and a name, few names popped up and one of them was on Twitter. So I followed that person on Twitter and uh, at least I came to know about their name because, you know, if you go on their website, you don't even have their names because I understand that, you know, they would like to keep their names a secret. They don't want people, you know, <laughs> pitching them the stories all the time. But, of course, they were on Twitter, so I followed them on Twitter. And um, then uh, the next step was actually emailing this producer. So I had their first name and last name, but I was not aware of their email address because on Twitter they were not obviously sharing their email address. So I realized, you know, most of the email addresses have a permutation and combination. So either it would be first name, dot last name, at Sonoran Living, or first name, last name, or 
initials of the first name and last name or, you know, <laughs> there are a few permutations and combinations that I came up with. And uh, I sent an email to almost, you know, all the permutation and combinations I came up with. Um, and then essentially I pitched them the story instead of pitching them myself. Yeah. Now, September, August, actually July is the season when kids start going back to school in Arizona and it's really hot, you know. We have had hundreds, over hundreds for the last 30 or 60 days, essentially. I'm wow. hoping we get some rain tomorrow because at least that's what the forecast says. But, you know, over 100 days of um, 100 degrees, you know, that could take a toll on anybody's health. And these kids go back to school in this heat. And um, um, juicing is a great way to actually provide them the nourishment before or after school. Uh, so that they're able to, you know, stay hydrated, they don't fall sick, they don't get, you know, sunstrokes and stuff. So I essentially pitched them the story like, okay, you know, um, it's time to go back to school, so how parents could, you know, protect themselves and protect their kids in this heat. And I have some great tips based on the book, um, Juicing for Healthier Families, and I would like to share these tips with your audience and possibly because it was the right moment, it was the right kind of story, it clicked with one of the producers, and they immediately responded back. Nice. Okay, so very resourceful. Um, you researched, you persevered, uh, you pitched it in the right way to capture their interest, and boom, there you were. That was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. So... Let's now talk about another project that you're kicking off called By Moms for Moms. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, I, I would love to because I'm so excited about this project. It's really, <laughs> uh, you know, this is uh, a community book, By Moms for Moms. I'm still deciding the name of this book. It would be probably Raising a Kid, Stories from Experts and Everyday Mom. Mm. Um, and the whole idea is... Um, to bring together a community of moms and um, I'm bringing together a community of 100 moms who would be sharing about their fears, their challenges, their experience, their most powerful moment or their weakest moment raising a kid in this society. And, um, you know, because the language of motherhood, the feeling of motherhood is so universal. So irrespective of whether you're living here or whether you're living in Cambodia, the feeling of motherhood is the same. And probably, you know, there's so many fears and challenges that moms face every day while raising a kid, especially because, you know, things have changed from the time we grew up. There's so much technology sure. there and so much out there, uh, you know. So how how can we raise a kid who is, spiritual, who's conscious, who's a healthy eater, who, you know, really makes the right kind of decisions and who is giving back to the society and not, you know, being a bad element is the whole um, idea behind the book. And it was also my way of giving back to the community in the sense that I know so many moms who are great authors, who have a story to share, but they do not have a platform you know, they are okay to write one story, 1,000 words, 1,500 words, but they do not have the confidence maybe or the right tools to write an entire novel. So it's also a great way to give these moms a platform to share the story, you know, with the world through the wider audience in the form of a book. And, so, uh, 
You're looking for moms to participate in this, right? I beg your pardon? You're looking for moms to participate in this project. Is that right? I am looking for moms. Yes, I am. And it would be awesome. You know, I'm calling out to all the moms who are listening to the show right now. If you have a story, please reach out to me and I would love to, you know, have it as a part of my book. That's right. So the only requirement being that you're a mom, you could be uh, any type of background, international as well, not just United States. You're looking for... More international moms, yes. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah I have great. moms from U.S., India, U.K., Canada, Mexico, Costa Rica, Poland, Cambodia right now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite an international project. Wow. That'll be really interesting to see. Just because you may think that the life of a mom in the United States and the life of a mom in Cambodia might be very different, but probably at the core of it, there are a lot of the same hopes and fears and challenges, regardless of the external circumstances. So it'll be really interesting to see this project come to fruition. Now, can you tell our listeners where to contact you? Uh, Web, social media, what's the best way to reach out to you and learn about what you're doing? Uh, Sure. I mean, my website, uh, parulagarwal.com, is a great way to reach out to me. Uh, I have the contact information out there, and I'm also on uh, social media, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, by author Parul. Okay. All right. So look for author Parul across all the social media that she mentioned and also her website, parulagrawal.com. And she is looking for you, moms. So even if you're not a seasoned writer, you have a story to tell. Uh, by your experience of being a mom, and she'd love to hear it. So, well, wonderful, Parul. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love this conversation. You're so knowledgeable about so many things. So thank you for sharing with us. Oh, thank you, Sandra. Thank you for having me, and it was a great time. I had a great time. Thank you for (laughs) allowing me to share my message with other moms. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And don't forget to follow Regenerate Magazine on Facebook and check out all the great articles at RegenerateMagazine.com. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. And our guest will be Brian Radke. He's actually a Psych K practitioner. That's a modality that we've talked about on this show before that gets at reprogramming false subconscious beliefs. It's really fascinating stuff. So hope to see you then. Thanks again for joining us, everyone, today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit.